Hello and welcome to Morning Fuel. I am your host, John Bundy, and you are here because you believe in the power of the spoken word and its ability to change lives, and that by sharing our stories, we can help others overcome challenges that they cannot overcome on their own. Whether it's a victory you need to win in business or in your own personal life, you understand that the answers can be found in listening to others who are willing to share their stories, knowing that their story ultimately doesn't belong to them. All right, today's guest, whose genesis in business started and continues as an evolution of his own journey in life and his desire to support others through their own process of healing their bodies and living a full life. When asked what his favorite thing about what he does is, his response was watching people get their lives back. His greatest method for keeping productive is his daily routine of journaling and meditation, aiming to do less over more. Advice he offers others aspiring to succeed in business is to start small and grow incrementally, building a strong foundation. Incremental growth doesn't mean slow. He is often quoted repeating the saying, we never know what's possible, but it's usually more than we think it is. Please help me in welcoming to the Morning Fuel podcast family, owner of Strength From Within, Brian Cade. Brian, man, really, really good to have you on the show. Awesome. I'm glad to be here. Cool, cool. So talk to us more about that. The We, we love Genesis stories here, man. Mm. We, we love those origin stories. So talk to us about what it is that got you into what you're doing right now. Yeah, that's a bit of... So we were a fitness studio doing personal training work, and I teased for being overweight growing up, and I thought... Basically, I put all my energy in at like 12, studying health, nutrition, weightlifting. And at 12 years old? 12 years old, yeah. Okay. Uh, now, you say you say we. Is it a team of you? Is it, you know? Yeah. So my partner and I, we uh, Liz, we both do the work together. Yeah. Very cool. So you and I have something in common right off the bat, being teased for uh, being overweight as a kid. Mm-hmm. There was a show when I was in elementary school called High Feather. You know, I mean, 80s, this must, the show must have been produced in the late 70s or something like that with a name like that. But there was a particular episode where there was an overweight kid at this camp. It took place at a camp. And um, uh, he couldn't run very well. And they had this like Camp Olympics every year or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they, they, they wind up nicknaming him Swifty. So immediately, the neighborhood bully looks at me and names me Swifty. So I was Swifty like for a couple of years. But, anyways, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. so talk, talk a little bit more about that, that start to getting into fitness at 12 years old. Um, yeah, 12 years old, um, there's a point that I was, I don't know if it was a specific moment, but it was just like, I don't want to suffer like this anymore. Right. And I started lifting weights and got a weight set for Christmas and spent all the time down in the basement learning how to lift weights. Cool. Um, and you didn't have YouTube back then. Didn't have YouTube, no. So I was reading a lot of books. Okay. (laughs) Absolutely. Do you have a favorite, like from back in the day, maybe that you revisit? No, it was a lot of like men's health magazines, and then they would always have the books in there that they'd promote. And so I don't remember which ones, um, but right. there was one on strength training and got that and started going through the exercises, trying them out and stuff. Cool, cool. Now, um, d- did you follow any like, you know, Jack LaLanne or, or Schwarzenegger or anything like that when you were looking at stuff like that or what? Familiar with both of them, definitely. Okay. Like read some of the articles, some of the stories, but never like I'm just going to follow what they do type right. thing. Yeah, I don't yeah. think Arnold wrote any books. No, no. <laughs> no. There's like an encyclopedia of weightlifting, and I can't remember if he was in that one or someone else. Okay. But yeah, so 
did took weight training and basically got to high school and or the end of high school and they're like what do you want to do study in college and i'm like well the only thing i've enjoyed learning was the one anatomy physiology class in school right and then weightlifting i'm like can i do that yeah and so there was a exercise science degree and was like i'm gonna go do that then <laughs> that's awesome dude yeah. so so then you went to school for it yeah absolutely so straight out of high school into wh- where'd you go uh, Slippery Rock University in Pennsylvania. Okay. Yep. So first I went to basic training, then... Okay. Uh, did, so you got a little bit of forced, yep. you know, you probably enjoyed it. Like I a, actually did, Like yeah. a sicko. No, I'm just kidding. Because, <laughs> yeah, when they're like going through the exercise where you're just getting smoked or going through like how many push-ups and then overhead arm claps, it's like, yeah. it's kind of fun. I prepared for this <laughs> my like, whole life. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Some of the people that weren't into fitness were like, this sucks, I yeah. hate this. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed that aspect. Yeah. Is it, is it truly a motto um, in, in the armed forces? I, I heard this one, embrace the suck. That is does, that, yeah, that, yeah, <laughs> it makes sense. It does. Okay, so, oh, so, okay, so you went. How, how, how long did you serve, and what, what um, branch did you serve? I was in the Army National Guard, and okay. I did that. Uh, went through basic training as a enlisted. Uh, went to school, and then did their ROTC program. Was in college as well. Okay, cool. So came out as an officer. Did about eight and a half years. Fantastic. Well, thank you for serving. Mm, thank you. Uh, I really appreciate that a lot. And I know a lot of my listeners do. Um, so what what from there? I mean, what would you do after after that? I mean, did you go in for, um, you know, using the GI Bill to further your education or? Mm-hmm. OK, excellent. Well, I use it to go to school. OK. And so that helps support um, just going through classes and everything. So that was one of the reasons I my dad was in the military. And so I always thought about it. But then when I was filling out an essay, they're like. I was like, man, I don't want to write essays. And someone called up and was like, do you want school paid for? I'm like, yes. <laughs> and so it was a National Guard recruiter. All right. Um, but yeah, so I used that. Um, thought I was going to be a physical therapist. I had a hundred hours or a couple hundred hours of um, just observation hours of physical therapy. I applied to school, right. got into it and decided not to go. Okay. And so ended up moving down here instead. And down here from Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Okay, yep. so you said Slippery Rock. Okay. Um, all right. So, that, okay. So, what were you doing for a living at the time? Were you doing the physical therapy for for employment, or or what were you doing? Um, when I graduated, I came down here and started personal training at uh, Snap Fitness in Pocosin. I did my okay. internship at Centera Center for Health and Fitness. Okay. Cool. Yeah. All right. So so now here you are. And you are specializing in in uh, the spine. Is that is that what you're pretty much doing, or, or what what is it what is it you do now? Yeah. So we actually just uh, part of the thing in the opening was like we doing less. Yeah. Um, we were doing fitness and being a gym, and I started having chronic injuries myself. Uh, kept trying to work around it, but eventually started having migraines like four times a week. Okay. Um, Got to the point where I couldn't walk a half mile without wow. a migraine, um, which sucked. <laughs> yeah. As a person who, teaching exercise to others. Sure. And so now specialized in posture and movement, and we believe that there's a blueprint to how our body should function. And that most of us from sitting in chairs, wearing shoes or injuries, have lost the blueprint, which creates all kinds of issues. Right. So... Were, were you able to find out kind of what the root of this problem of, of uh, you know, the headaches and from physical exercise? Uh, so far, the best answer I've got is that it's just I have a lot of different imbalances that keep my body from working the way it's supposed to. Okay. Um, tried a lot of the conventional approaches, but didn't get much success. Sure. There. Sure. Yeah. 
Well, it's interesting. So, um, you know, not not to scare anybody, but, you know, uh, back in about 20, 2010, mm-hmm. um, the, the P90X craze. Remember P90X? Yeah. So I started doing that with a, with a group of guys, and I would get through the, the exercise, and by the end of it, I had an excruciating headache. Yeah. And I thought, well, you know, Bundy's just fat. I'm just fat. You know, let me, you know. But it, it got to a point where, I mean, I was getting sick. Yeah, uh, physically sick, and uh, went in, and, and lo and behold, I had a brain tumor uh, in the in the area of your brain where the blood f- flows in and out. Wow. It wasn't cancer or anything like that. But long story short, you know that's what was caused. So once I had that removed, then after a while of recovery, it took mm-hmm. a while for the headaches to go away. I think just simply from the surgery. Yeah. But um, but eventually got to the point where it never am I bothered again. You know, with that, not saying you got a brain tumor, brother, yeah. but you definitely might want to get it checked out. Absolutely. You know, so, uh, you know, I had an MRI is how they found it, a CAT scan and then an MRI. But, um, but yeah, I know I understand understanding of imbalances has kind of been part of my journey, too. Mm. Uh, so it's great to have this conversation and understand that we wouldn't have known this unless we got together and, and had a talk about it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, um, simple things can throw your system out of whack. And one of the things that was was a problem that I'm recently solving, and I'm 51 years old, mm. is a lack of potassium. Mm. Like just not enough potassium in my body. As soon as I started supplementing that, brain fog went away. Mm-hmm. I started getting a little bit more energy. Uh, iodine, yeah, a- another item uh, that a- I added to my morning coffee, just a drop, just mm-hmm. a drop or two. And I, I noticed benefits from mm. it, energy and all kinds. Of, so it's interesting, these little tiny things that perhaps our ancestors didn't have a problem with because they were consuming stuff and it was rich with it. Right. Now that our food sources and water sources don't have the minerals, I think about it. We drink bottled water all day. Of course. But we used to drink out of mud puddles. So we'd get all of our minerals, yeah. whereas that's been taken out of our diet. So, wow. Uh, you mentioned earlier about posture. Mm-hmm. That's a big focus of yours right yeah. now? Okay, so talk to me about that. Yeah, so there's a way we're supposed to move, and then there's the, like, standing relaxed posture. And it's not a rigid way of standing, um, but basically if you look at your feet, your second toe should point straight ahead from the ankle. Your knees should point straight, hips straight, uh, level straight across, no rotation or anything, shoulders straight across, and then head forward. And from the side, ankle bone, knee, hip, shoulder, ear should all be in a straight line as well. Wow. And when that. You're standing up straight, but it's not like at attention, some kind of like, you know, forced arch to your back or something like that. Yeah, almost everyone does what you just, what you just demonstrated. Right. And if the hips and knees are out of line, you're just going to arch your back more and cause more strain. And so most people, because there's 600 some muscles in the body, right. most people consciously trying to change their posture are going to use something else other than the intended muscle that should do that job. And so that's our goal is to figure out what muscle should do this job. Does yours, well, first we look at how does someone stand? And if somebody's shoulder, one is higher than the other, or the hips are not level, or there's rotation, all of that gives us clues to what's working, what's not, what's stronger, what's weaker, what could be weak and long, what could be strong and short, or vice versa. And then our goal is like, okay, how do we get the muscles to get back to what they're supposed to do? And when that body works the way it's designed, the body heals itself. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's, that's phenomenal, isn't it? That's, yeah. that's a phenomenal thought. You know, it's interesting. I was, I was listening to uh, um, Jordan Peterson. 
Uh, you familiar with Jordan Peterson? I was just so. listening to his Joe Rogan interview on the way over uh, here, actually. That was one of my favorites, and that's, yeah. I think, when I first heard of him was mm-hmm. from that interview. But he, but he wrote a book four or five years ago called, like, The Twelve Secrets to Life or so, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and the first one um, had to do with um, – I can't remember what the, the title is, but the study in there was about lobsters. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of this odd thing. It comes up with this, like, weird thing, but then it gets to – you know, but it was about posture. Mm-hmm. It was. It had to do with the the you know if you, if you if you look he was talking about if you look at lobsters on like a scale a hierarchical scale of like ten being the bad you know bad mamma jamma and yeah. the, and the one at the bottom is you know the peon or whatever um, uh, the the top lobster the one that fights and wins the most has like a flexed mm-hmm. like you know his his back is arched whereas the other ones are like all kind of hunched over in that kind of C-shaped, you know, lobster kind of thing. And they were talking about how just a simple exercise of, and, w- and what it is, what mm-hmm. is it, it produced endorphins. Right. So the happy, the happy feelings, yeah. right? So what what happened was if they just fed the, the low guy mm-hmm. a little bit of the, you know, the endorphins, mm. he would fight back. So he would go for a, he'd go for a second round, whereas yeah, yeah. he would just normally just cower and go away. Uh, but they also talked about just the simple physical act mm-hmm. of straightening your posture causes your you to feel better, more confident. You're, you're, you, got, you got the good chemicals going mm-hmm. on just from that simple. And people that kind of just hunch over yeah. don't have as much of that. So that's a really neat thing. So it's more than just maybe physical healing, but it's also you, you feel better. Yeah. So I did a couple episodes of our own podcast, and it's Healing Through Mind and Motion. Because we also do some transformational coaching work and you can't feel, you can't change your posture and not change your feelings. Like you said, the chemicals start to change. But if you also change the feelings and what somebody's triggered by and you change the shift, the emotions to be a more state, the chemicals change as well, which are going to drive the body to be a different posture as well. Wow. I was going through some anxiety and depression at a time, and I spoke with a, a pastor who was overcoming that himself. Mm. And he said, he, this, you know, just smiling mm-hmm. causes chemicals to be released, happy chemicals, right? Yeah. Um, people think it's kind of the other way around, where you have to have the happy chemicals and then you smile. Well, what he would do is he'd keep a pencil uh-huh. in his mouth because he wasn't just going to kept it think all day about smiling. But that simple act of keeping the pencil in his mouth kept his mouth in the manner of a smile. Yeah. And he was experiencing healing for his anxiety and depression just from that simple, yeah. you know, posture, right? I think I read, like, if people that were clinically depressed, like severe depression, did the pencil trick for 20 minutes a day. Yeah they would see significant changes. Yeah. And it's like with what we're doing, it's like so much of it is simple stuff. Like some of it, we have people squeeze a pillow or right. just some different light stuff. And it's like the changes are profound, but that's not the go-to like answer we're given. It's like we need something complex. Right. Don't just bite on a pencil. That's that's sure. too easy. Sure. Yeah, exactly right. But then, then at the same time, the folks just want the easy pill to make everything better too. So it's just a, you know, one you have to do a little bit more work or change your thinking, mm-hmm. and the other is just kind of let the let let everyone else think for you. you know, right. Was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow, dude. Um, so, where are you practicing right now, or, or where are you at? Yeah. So we're right over in Kiln Creek, um, behind Kroger, beside the Iceplex. Okay. So right in town. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Near the Persnickety Crane over that, yeah, that yeah. area there. So if you're looking at Persnickety, 
and we're going to be off to the right past the orthodontic place. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right, man. Uh, so how do you onboard somebody? What what sort of, uh, you know, do you have people come in and just kind of stand and you get a, you know, do you take a video? Do you have lasers? What do you do? Yeah. So first, uh, no, yeah, no, 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 no. Um, but first I, we first hear their story. What have they gone through by the time somebody's come to us? Cause we're a non-medical approach. We're not treating anything other than posture and, um, helping people elevate their emotions. And so, and some people do one or the other, you don't have to do both, but right. basically come in, hear their story. Um, usually how many different chiropractors, massage therapists, acupuncturists have they seen? Sure. Um, snake oil sales, snake oils. Yeah. Um, and then we look at their body. We, we show what the ideal is because most people don't know what good posture actually means. They think it's shoulders back, head back. I've got that. It's like, we show what, what's happening at the ankle. If the ankle changes, what goes on? So we really explain how, and change in the ankle can change the opposite hip and shoulders and vice versa. And then we look at their picture and then we compare it to, hey, this is where you're supposed to be. These are the symptoms you have. Like for vertigo, if you're rotated and your head's like this and you're leaned forward, might that change your inner ear position and cause more stress even on the nerves that are affecting the brain and vision and everything? And what would happen if we could actually open that back up, get it back to a more neutral? Would the mind or would the body reset from the vertigo, which we've seen happen for several clients? Now, when you when you spoke of that 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 posture and kind of changing the thinking and changing the position and getting people to realize that perhaps the way they're sitting or the way that mm-hmm. they're at their desk at work all day long or the way they stand at work um, is affecting them in a negative way. Once you get folks to realize that, mm-hmm. begin to improve their their posture, then is there a like ongoing from there? This is how you now become stronger. Do you go into that or do you pass people along to like another? Do you have any any theories on that? So there's the standing posture. And then you said stronger. It's like everyone thinks weight training is the way to get stronger. That's what we've, I've been taught. I grew up doing it. And I thought at one point everyone needs to be stronger. It changed my life for the positive. Mentally, I felt strong. And now I'm actually thinking that it causes more harm than good. And okay. so. Well, talk to us about that. Yeah. So. The squats, the lunges, the deadlift, like the positions we're putting in, we're doing them in a way that goes against what we would have done most times as a hunter-gatherer, which hunter-gatherers would walk. Right. They'd walk 8 to 12 miles a day. And then, and then if they ran, it was real fast for a short clip. For short clip, yep. yeah. And that's what they did most of the time. If they had to carry stuff, they would drag it or have baskets or something. Mm-hmm. And so we were designed to move forward through space. When you walk or you sprint, your foot is going to be on the ball of the foot. No one sprints on their heels. Your knee is actually going to press and turn in as you go forward. What we're doing with lifting is actually pushing our hips forward, pushing through the heel, and turning our knees out. Like Mm. a squat is going to turn out. So we're actually repping out and practicing neurologically the opposite mechanics of going forward. And so, yes, we can lift, and we would have lifted part of our design. Like, we can do it, but nowhere in our history prior to, like, the 70s would we go to a gym and do 100 sets of 100 squats, right? Do pushing out, pushing our hips forward, leaning back. Because to go forward, you push your butt back, you lean forward. And so we're doing that repeatedly on bodies that have been sitting 
that are wearing right. shoes, so the feet are already not as strong. And so we're having those patterns on bodies that are already compensating from our lack of activity and lack of moving forward. And then we're going in and not training walking. We're doing more lifting. Hmm. Now, you, I, I wish I could remember the, the guy's name. He's a, a ex-military, but he got into, I think what he's calling it is like functional fitness where he is, you know, carrying things the way that you would carry something, mm-hmm. you know, so he, he would pick up, you know, a tire, yeah. you know, walk with it in, uh, in one arm for a certain, and then, and then switch arms. So it's not just this kind of even, you know, yeah. and then also, um, you know, sw- you know, swinging things with, mm-hmm. with an arm, you know, kind of, I guess more like along the lines of like a kind of a kettlebell type thing yeah. that's better than doing squats with a bar on your back and, you know, kind of keeping that rigid unnatural position yeah i would i would think so lifting Um, things the way that you would lift something so if you're imagining lifting say a tree branch or something like that mm -hmm. that's how you would you know you would lift instead of getting in this machine right and and doing these you know repeated motions that are not natural yeah um we were designed to like walk run throw strike and so whether whatever weapon we were using to hunt with, we would use that. And so like, that's what our motions, everything's a rotary pattern. So when we're walking, we're rotating to one side versus the other. We've been taught originally kind of be linear. Right. When we rotate or throw a baseball, it's all the same pattern. We're turning into one side and then un- releasing the force backwards. Right. And so the more rotational <clears throat> movements and then while moving forward, so like a rotational lunge with the kettlebell, um, but even just practicing crawling, um, like a bear crawl that is right. where your knees are two inches off the ground. Yeah. Most people, if you ask to go like 20 yards is going to be pretty tough. Sure. And which means it's great exercise. Which is right? going to be great exercise. <laughs> but that doesn't count for some people because they're like, that's not real strength. That's like, if you can't do that well, like yeah. you can't move your body through space. Why do you need to add weight to it? Man, it's so interesting. You should, you should say that. When we did P90X, uh-huh. part of P90X was yoga. Mm-hmm. And everybody hated it because it so was hard. so hard. <laughs> yeah, Duh, so hard. Yeah. Do that. Forget all the other stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, we have um, some of the simple exercises like arm circles, and like it's hard for people. Yeah. They're like it burns. It's not used like strains muscles. It's like if you can't wave your arm in space, <laughs> why are you? Why are you weights? worrying about a weight? Like <laughs> right. And so when we and when we do it, most people have some sort of some level of pain. Sure. Like uh, something's going on, and so when we're training through pain. We're actually practicing the same pattern that is creating the pain. Right. Making whatever compensations, right. whatever way you're cheating, sh- stronger. Yeah. You're making your bad movement stronger, which means it's going to be harder to fix in the long run. And so, yeah, it's like find the one that feels good. And sure, maybe if you're doing everything, body weight, crawling, running, sprinting, you can sprint full on for that short distance and feel good after. Yeah. Then maybe let's figure out how to make it harder. Right. Right, in, sure, right. Yeah, but until you get the fu- fundamentals of like a human being of walking and running feeling really good, w- do we need strength? Like sure. if if you can get your body up through the ground, you can crawl, bear crawl, you're probably going to be able to pick up your laundry. You're probably Right. Like, without you, hurting your without back. Without hurting your back, yeah. Right. So most of the things that if you get good on the ground, moving on the ground and moving your body through space and maybe do a little bit of climbing and swinging on like pull-up bars or back and forth Instead of worrying about pull-ups but moving on a bar, yeah, you're going to have the strength to do anything you want in our lives. Sure. And so, except for maybe pick up 800 pounds on a deadlift. Sure. But sure. 
Well, people, you would avoid that. Why do you need to pick that up? I was like, most people aren't going to do that. There's like, there's got to be a better if way. If it's a dead animal that you just killed, you can cut it in pieces. Exactly. <laughs> right? Yes. Well, so, okay. So when did this part of your journey start in fitness when it comes to, you said you, you suffered from uh, some injury or headaches from doing yeah. the more, and now you're focused on the one thing. When did that start? Yeah. Um, it's been, should have started, well, so eight years ago was when I first started learning it for myself. Okay. And um, went to a clinic in Arlington for the Agassi method. Um, we've studied a couple of different things now, but went to the Agassi method, and they're the first ones that explained. When I walked in, like I was standing relaxed. They're like, "I know what good posture is." They're like, "Okay, let's take your pictures." And then I relaxed, and my hips went from straight ahead to forty-five degrees that way. Right. My chest still pointed that way, and my shoulder dropped six inches. Okay. And they're the first people that ever explained like. Hey, there's something going on here. You should probably pay attention to this. Okay. Um, other than like I had X-rays and stuff done, and they're like, "Oh, you have a vertebrae out of place." Was this the? Was this? This was around the time where you were starting to experience the pain, and then you yeah. went to this clinic or whatever, or or this school, yeah, uh, went conference or whatever. <laughs> yeah, because I had, uh, like I said, I was getting cr- migraines four to five times a week, um, and I was. It was the Tony Robbins coaching call. And they, he partners with Agoski, who's worked with Pete Agoski himself. And they're like, you should probably get this checked out because if that's the number one thing that's keeping you from like enjoying your life, go get that. Yeah. Um, at the time, I didn't have much many answers because I had already driven um, down the East Coast some different specialists that were supposed to help me. And they're like, I, d- I don't know what to tell you. You're like one of the hardest cases we have ever okay. seen. And I'm like, awesome. <laughs> now what? Yeah. And so... That was about eight years ago. Along the lines, I'm like, we need to get p- fix people's foundations. It's been really hard because people, when they want to work out, they can't walk well. Like walking for a fair amount of people gets uncomfortable after a mile or two. It's like sure. that should feel really good. Like walking should feel yeah. good. Yeah. But then we want to come in and it's like I got to burn as many calories as possible, and workouts should be hard and brutal, and I shouldn't like it. Right. And we're like you need to ease up because your body's not working right. Like, And they're like, well, but I'm not sweating. And so it's been a kind of a two-sided, like, yes, fitness. At some point, your body should be able to do all this stuff. And right now, most people coming in have many imbalances that would be better off fixing your imbalances. Go for a walk. Enjoy the walking. That's going to burn your calories. Eat better food, good nutrition, and then make your body stronger by getting it to work right. Right. And then, so yeah, so that's been going on for about five years. We shifted two years ago to, if you want to work out with us, you have to graduate from the posture program. You have to feel good. And then even then, people would feel good. And then they would go to work out, and then they're pushing hard. They're trying to keep up with the class, and injuries show back up. Sure. And so it's like, okay, this is not aligned. So actually, just January, we announced we're – just doing posture, and then if we do workouts, it'll be movement sessions with the goal of what can you now do that you couldn't do before that feels good? Right. Not, I'm trying to burn so many calories to lose 10, 20 pounds in six weeks. It's, let's feel really good in our bodies and explore. Can you hang from a pull-up bar? Can you hop over a box without knee pain when before stairs hurt? And so that's kind of been the shift over time, trying to align my love of strength training to now... Is that actually harming people to maybe let's just get people feeling really good? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I mean, you know, for for 
the beginning of my journey for health started after my brain tumor, which was 11 plus years ago. Mm -hmm. And part of that was going to the gym. I, I was, I was working at a place where at lunch I could go to the gym and get, you know, full workout in. Yeah. And I had some young, you know, worked with some young guys, yeah. you know, here I am 47 years old at the time and they're in their twenties. And I, I knew I couldn't lift as much as they could, but I, I did immediately start experiencing some injuries, even with lighter weights, just yeah. because I'm moving in a different, unnatural way, you know, doing bench presses and stuff like that and feeling some kind of impingement going on in my shoulder, you know, but since then it's been, for me, it's been body weight exercises and yoga and stuff like that, you yeah. know, for a longer period of time doing yoga, it, it gets hard, yeah. you know, it's, and it's great. I feel great after I do it. I'm not, I'm not hurt. Uh, well, cool, man. So before I ask my, my last question of you, so um, Brian Cade, uh, mm -hmm. you, you own a business called uh, Strength From Within. Mm -hmm. um, what, what do you need right now as a business owner, as, as, a, as a person in business? What do you need right now? What do you need most? The thing that would, is actually most is being more, more exposure, more places to talk. Because, like I said, we're non-medical approach. We've seen stories of people healing when they've been told that, Surgery, medication, or pain management the rest of your life is your only option. Right. And so unless you've heard of us or somebody's referred you, you're, you're not looking for a posture movement specialist. Um, and even some people, like we had one guy, uh, costochondritis, two years, uh, bet, he was bedridden two years prior to coming in. Like wow. he's a 26-year-old bodybuilder who couldn't, who got bedridden for two years. And he was referred to us. And over the last year, he's back to running, walking. He's like, I'm in the gym again. He's like, I feel really good. But he would have only ever found us. Well, the reason I brought him up was he came in at first. He's like, you're a personal trainer. Like, I don't need that. I need like a specialist. I've already seen all the specialists. He's like, I've been up the East Coast in New Jersey and different places. And he's like, I need someone like tailored to what I got. Well, he slowly did it because he was referred. And he's like, okay. This stuff works, but I didn't think I needed it at the time. So right. biggest thing would be the awareness and people willing to try it out because no one's looking for a posture and movement specialist sure. until this is like – until we start looking at the bigger picture of the body. So just the awareness is the biggest thing okay. and being able to speak and educate about what we do. Well, we're going to do the best we can with what we got. So, so some some new folks are going to see you for the first time and hear about what you're doing. That's wonderful, man. Awesome. So um, how, can, how can folks uh, best reach you? On social media, uh, social media would be uh, Instagram would be strength from within underscore Cade Fit. Uh, we used to be Cade Fit when we were more fitness focused. Okay, kind of adjusted there, and then I think it's strength from within on Facebook as well. All right, cool. Yeah. Very cool, man. Great to meet you. Uh, and I look forward to getting over to your uh, your office over there and seeing what you can do for me. I'm, you know, I still I got this thing going on with my shoulder. I don't know what it is, mm. but uh, but it sounds like you know it might be what I need. And I know that there are folks that that have heard this are like, okay, maybe there's my hope right there. So, yeah. Brian, I appreciate you, man. Thanks for being Thank on the you. show. Appreciate it, John. All right.